0: Behind that the fatter, and the Oar! On the Oar! Oar from the Boston Broads! 30 seconds left in the period. The Bruins are shorthanded. Ray Bork Ray Bork from the face-off circle to the right of Reggie Whitman
1: fired it down, and Whitmore for blew it! Did he ever! He drives, save, rebound is loose. Saving kicks it loose. Hey, everyone's fans. Welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We're recording on April 18th, 2021, and this is episode 224, sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Please go to BetOnline.ag and use code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to receive yourself a sweet sign-up bonus after you make your first deposit. I am host Mark Ulrich. I am flying solo today because things didn't exactly work out as planned. Um, I was going to have a guest uh, and... Uh, He couldn't make it at the 11th hour, and I asked somebody else, and obviously they had plans, so I'm just winging it today. So bear with me, please. I certainly appreciate it. Um, Before we get into the topics, I do want to talk about show sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag has the fastest and easiest ways to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, golf, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline.ag even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, folks. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. As always, we thank BetOnline.ag for being our sponsor. They've been with us for a good two years now, maybe two and a half, and uh, what a great relationship. And I use them for my betting too, so I'm not a very good better, but I bet safely. I don't like go absolutely crazy, but I do like the player props once in a while. I get a little crazy with those, but uh, if you win one, prop bet and basically covers for the losses on on uh, a couple others that you might have made but uh, we do have a couple topics we're going to go over it's probably going to be a very quick pod today but um this is the first episode that we've been i've i've talked um on the pod since the uh, trade deadline happened and and what a a swing and and a home run um for uh boston bruins general manager John, don sweeney really came out with this one to um uh, address needs at scoring uh, address needs uh, the gritty area of um, of of today's game especially when it comes to the playoffs and address a need uh, for a left shot defenseman um, uh, that I just had no idea uh, anything about I knew about Curtis Lazar the forward I know how gritty he can be and so on and and an impactful player you know but I I just didn't know much about Riley and he's uh, certainly came into, um, into these games. His first as a black gold uh, member and and really showed something. All three of them really have made impacts. I mean, um, Taylor, Taylor Hall was a a little, uh, you know, seemed a little bit uncomfortable, but it was probably just, you know, to stretch his legs. But later on, Um, When you got some more time together, you seem to really uh, get comfortable. So uh, positive things from the trade deadline. Um, Does this move the needle for me as like a lot of people are basically, you know, saying that this could be a Stanley Cup team? I don't know yet. Um, We do have like, uh, I think there's 13, 14 games remaining in the regular season in 2021. So uh, there's still a lot of time to grow. Um, So we'll see what happens there. I mean, we do we definitely have to get better on the power play, definitely have to get better on five out five scoring. And and if you can increase that that grittiness and so on, you can use this as these last like dozen dozen games as, as a catalyst for uh, like a preseason, you know, uh, leading up to the playoffs and 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 you know the games last week were impressive i must say i mean i didn't expect this to happen but with these three additions and their their immediate impacts as i said before have just like moved the needle a little bit but i'm not going to go crazy and call the stanley cup um but we are sitting in the fourth position of the playoff spot so things are looking good and we're starting to get some points um you know pointing in the in the in the north direction up the standing. so hopefully uh, it gets better, but there were uh four games last week, and one of them I, I really tough one to talk about, uh, because uh, the there was no defense. Um, we, we had to call up uh, a few players. Jack Oshan came up, and uh, just, and it wasn't his fault, it's nobody's fault. Injuries suck, it is what it is. But the uh, on April 11th, this was Sunday night. After we recorded um, episode 223 of the Black goal Hockey podcast, the Bruins played the Washington Capitals and they lost eight to one. Craig Smith with the only Bruins goal, his eighth of the uh, of the season on the power play without, got the start stopping 25 or 33 shots. And he was in for all eight goals feel bad for the kid, but this is the NHL, man. It's going to have ups and downs. So you're going to have to learn uh, the good times and the bad times and not you know frustrate yourself and not go on to you know um in your head and so on. So uh uh tough loss. I uh, just feel bad and, and all the way around. But um as the week went on, it got better. I mean, we I wanted to see a more impactful game against the Buffalo Sabres on April 13th, which was a Tuesday night against uh Buffalo. Um you know, be, getting beat by the Capitals by that bad having a day of rest i i thought that there was time enough for Bruce Cassidy to get into these players heads and say you know you you really need to you know up your game a lot more especially against a team like buffalo who's um who's struggled this year they have been doing better lately but still they're they're uh south of any playoff expectations and uh this boston Bruins team just i really wanted them to like hammer them, you know, I mean, you know, you got your foot on, on the neck, don't let up. But, um, unfortunately that's not the way it came out. Um, the Bruins win in a shootout courtesy of a Jack, Jake Dabrask individual effort to seal the two points, uh, David Krejci Um, he scored his, uh, third. I probably wrote that wrong and Craig Smith got his ninth in, in regulation, uh, Jamie Swayman got the start and the shootout victory stopping 21 of 23 shots. And uh, I like what Jamie Swayman after because everybody, most, most Bruins fans, they really just, when they see the shootout, it's pretty much like, you know, that's it. Wash the hands and and, and call it a night. But um, now Jeremy Swain was really good, and, and afterwards he mentioned that he loves shootouts. He loves the challenge. So that's good to see. Hopefully that calms the uh, the blood pressure of so many out there that are not shootout fans, and and know the trend that the Boston Bruins are not fans either because they they hardly win. But that's a good start to, um, you know, further on in the week. The the Sunday game, you know, you look past that. You get the two points against the Buffalo Sabres. But the biggest surprise for me was later on in the week. It was a two-game series on Thursday uh, night and Friday night against the New York Islanders, a team that that the Boston Bruins have just not been able to handle. All five games this season since they started in, in mid-January have gone to, um, all you know, all the two points have gone to uh, the New York Islanders, and they've been playing well. They've deserved each win. They've been the better, basically, the better team, even though the Boston Bruins have played some decent games to get back, show signs of life. But it was just not a complete sixty-minute effort, um, in my opinion. When you when you're you're battling a team like that, um, especially this year, because the, uh, the Islanders are a wagon. But on fr- uh, April fifteenth, which is a Thursday night. The Bruins and Islanders, the Bruins won 4-1. Brad Marchand scored his 20th and 21st. Craig Smith scored his 10th. And newcomer Taylor Hall gets his first goal uh, in black and gold. Tuka Rask made his return to the the lineup after missing almost four weeks uh, to get the win, stopping 22 of 23 shots. Um, And this was uh, Rask's uh, first game uh, since March 25th when he left uh, a game against the Islanders um and after the first period making six saves and and that's pretty much when the whole injury thing happened then we didn't see him for a while but he's back and he looks good so far so um a big win on thursday night but friday night april 16th uh you know it's a back-to-back and and i'm i don't know i'm kind of going on the trends that the bruins don't necessarily play the second game of a back-to-back on a real high it's it's more of a tired game let's let's do what we can and you know, the schedule sucks. You get it. There's so many back to back this year. It's a condensed 56 game season. So, um, but, but the Boston Bruins came to play this one too, uh, took advantage of, of everything and, and really buckled down to sweep the, this, uh, two straight games in as many days against the New York Islanders and the Bruins win three to nothing and get uh, the second victory of the season against the Isles who still lead the Bruins five to two in 2021 in the regular season. David Pasternak scored his 17th of the season. Taylor Hall scored his fourth and second goal in, uh, in consecutive games since joining the bees Curtis Lazar scored his first as a Bruin on an empty netter. And that wrapped it up. Uh, Boston Bruins goaltender Jeremy Swayman uh, has just been unbelievable this year. Uh, he stopped all 25 Islander shots uh, for his first career sh- NHL shutout. Uh, Sway is now 4 1 0 in five games played and has a 1.78 goals against average and a 0.938 save percentage. So things are really looking good for the Boston Bruins' future right now as um, he's getting NHL um, experience and. Um, Um, you know, as we're waiting to see here, what's going to, what's happening with, with uh, Yaroslav Halak. We know he's in the COVID protocol Um, heard on Saturday that he could be um, ready to go by Monday. So which would be good to get, you know, your, your goaltender back, but it's not a bad thing to have another goaltender like Swayman or Vladar in the background uh, if needed for that break uh, glass in case of emergency scenario. So, um, good stuff last week, you know, I mean, the, the, uh, the homestand continues and you know um, you win three, three or four games. That's, that's solid. So they just got to keep the consistency going. They have, um, they have the Washington capitals coming up on Sunday, April 18th. Uh, that's an afternoon game. I'm recording this um, in the morning. So it's kind of tough to uh, talk about that one, but that, that particular uh, game, um, uh, Recap will be on episode 225 as we start a new week. But they do play the Capitals on Sunday, and they have three straight games um, against the Buffalo Sabres, uh this week to round off the, uh, the week conversation when it comes to the schedule. Um, uh, they play Tuesday night, and then they play Thursday and Friday again. So uh, these points uh, have to be, you know, last week they won in a shootout we need this Boston Bruins team needs to take advantage of this team uh, and, and how depleted they are. I know we have our own uh, injuries and our own problems, but we got a nice little winning streak going here. Uh, You know, so there's no reason why you cannot take advantage of, of uh, those three games that week. Washington's going to be a tough test. It always is. Um, But just the way that, Things have been playing and, and working out so far with the new guys since the trade deadline. I have confidence that the uh, the Boston Bruins will get a big win. And uh, Tuka Rask will be in net. I know he did take the uh, Friday off. It didn't even, um, wasn't even on the bench as Vladar was the backup to Swayman and his 3-0 uh, shutout. So, um, you know, things are coming around. I, I mean, we're starting to get a little bit healthier. I, I'd expect you hear something from Brandon Carlo soon. Uh, sometime this week, he might even get into a game against Buffalo. Who knows? Um, but, you know, you could ta- uh, tack away at that uh, injury list a little bit as we get closer to the, to the end of the season and get ready for the playoffs, hopefully. So Sunday morning, Logan Mullen of Nessun wrote an article about what's going on with uh, Trent Frederick. Um, Frederick had missed a A little time with non-COVID illness, but he's now in healthy scratch territory. Um, And I find that a little bit concerning, but I I like what he said, though. The lineup has kind of settled in. And as a coach, I don't mind changing a lineup while uh, we're winning. If I feel it will help us be better, for example, a guy coming in off an injury or whatnot, but for right now, I think that, we're, that where Freddie would go in would probably be on the fourth line, and they've done a, a good job for them. Uh, no line is perfect. Don't get me wrong, but I think every player in that forward line group has helped us win this week pertaining to the four games last week or the three that they actually won. And the line's starting to find their way, uh, their, their way a little bit. So it's more or less just... It's not nothing that Freddie's doing wrong. It's it's one of those situations that the coach is. It's hard to take somebody out of this lineup with this current three-game winning streak going into um, at the TD Garden against the Capitals uh, on Sunday afternoon. So I can't blame a coach for for not wanting to do that. I, I mean, I'm I'm a Frederick fan, so. I would like to see him in the lineup sooner or later. Uh, maybe give some some uh, some guys some rest as they as they're getting geared up for for a playoff run. Hopefully, but um, you know I, I'm completely agreeing with the with the coach at this point. I think this team is, you know, if, if there was a a loss of grit factor, he might be uh, benefiting factors to get in that lineup and cause some havoc and uh, try to uh, knock the other team. Um, you know, off the game and so on. But right now it's being done by, by committee. You know, you have your Brett Ritchie's out there who's, who's doing a fantastic job on both sides of the park. He's, you know, the net front presence for him has been good. And, uh, and his response to some uh, hits that might be borderline uh, have been good too. So uh, just an all around player that is, is doing the job right now. And, and, you know, there's other, there's other teammates that have stepped up in situations like that. So, um, I'm not overly worried about where Frederick's at right now, but um, you know I don't want this to obviously ruin any confidence that he has, but just continue to work hard and, and be ready at a moment's notice if needed. but you know, uh, continue to think that Frederick is going to be a real, Player next year, well, while, while some uh, roster avail, there's roster availability, you know, there might be some departures. You know, you might see some. You might even see Sean Corrally walk to free agency, much like the trend recently with the Noel and the Tim When those guys are asking for a certain amount of money, the Bruins don't want to pay. Um, a, you know, a certain um, number. You know, if they're asking for three million, the Bruins can walk because there's plug and plays that you can definitely do down in uh, in Providence. And if Corrali walks, I mean, I mean to me, um, Oscar Steen is probably just a perfect candidate to take that spot. He can play the right side. He could play uh, center. So, I mean, there's so many uh, small moves that you can do in the bottom nine. So, sorry, bottom 12 numbers. They suck. Um, yeah, but so we'll see what happens with Freddie. I'm not, I'm not overly worried about it. But like I said, if we needed that grit and we would just, you know, that – prototypical soft team, or air quotes that one. Um, I could see him getting back on the lineup to add that kind of dimension, but right now, it's it's pretty much in Logan's um, article that he wrote for Nesson this morning. Um, is just one of those things that he, it's so hard to take somebody out of the lineup right now to get him in there, so I'm completely with it. Um, next topic, do the Bruins have a goalie controversy? And more or less, this is just I don't know. I kind of drew it up. It's kind of drawn up from the fans. In my opinion, you have a lot of fans out there that are saying, you know what they're seeing in Jeremy Swayman. And and don't get me wrong. I am absolutely loving this. This kid has deserved every opportunity he's getting, but let's be real here. He would only be up here. He's only up here. And Vladar is getting time too, because of the, what's going on uh, with injuries. Um, if there wasn't any if, if Tuukka was healthy and playing well and and Yaroslav Alak was healthy and non COVID crap and playing well, I don't believe we'd see uh Jeremy Swayman or Dan Vladar. I believe that they'd get a bun they they'd be splitting a lot of time down in Providence in this twenty six game uh regular season that's over uh six games from now. So pretty much in the next couple weeks that that uh, Providence year is over and we don't know what's going to happen with playoffs. So you might see more, um, you know, taxi squad members. Who knows? I'm not sure about the limit on the taxi squad. I'm not an expert at all that. I just, more or less, I want to see him get the experience, but I also, um, let's, let's hold the phone on, uh, keeping them up here and resting a, a veteran. Um, Riding the hot hand, I get it. I totally get that. But for me, it's just let's let's um, let's take a one step at a time. We have something really good here in this tandem, and if they stick together, um, you know, next year, I think it'd be great uh, for a full season. I I don't know. There's there's so many uh, rumors out there. Bob McKenzie said something about on national TV too. By the way, it was a Bruins game um, that. The Bruins are interested in in, um, retaining Rask and Halak uh, from minimal contracts. So um, I don't know about that. Has how they played now, like really changed the minds of the future? Or there's a lot of experts that I hear on podcasts and writers like Ty Anderson said on 98.5, the hockey show this weekend or or earlier this week uh, that you know, he thinks that both Vladar and Swayman should get another year and we should get some vets in here. Let's not rush this. But there's so many different opinions about what's going on right now. But for me, I I kind of want to retain Ras for another year or two and possibly get one of these kids in. But it's only going to be at a 41-game season. If you can't play him 41 games, put him down in Providence and get him the games that he needs. Um If not, just go out and get a cheap um, veteran or, or resign Halak. It's, you know, it's so many, I think Halak will take the same money, maybe even less, maybe throw an offer at 2 million. I guarantee he will probably, he'll bite on it. You know, this is probably his last or, or soon to be last year in the NHL. So any little extra is just good for the retirement fund and for his family. So we'll see what happens. Um, But, I don't want to call it a full controversy. I know some people have brought it up in articles and topics and, and in radio shows. Um, I heard Felger mention it, so I thought I'd mention it today. Um, but I don't think there is a controversy. I think that the Bruins are heavily relied on veteran um, netminding, especially when it comes to playoffs because there's a comfort level there when you know you've had uh, a certain member of the team that's been in a situation like this. Um not saying he that this Tuka Rask has won a gold uh, Stanley Cup on the ice, but as a supporting member, yes, he is a winner. He is a Stanley Cup winner. So uh, I would ride the hot hand and I and be patient with the with the goaltenders ahead because we don't want to see what's going on with Carter Hart. I know I beat that like a dead horse every week, it seems, but um we'll see what happens. Um But anyway, let's hear from the great folks at Blue Chew, and then we'll get right back to the uh, topics. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as a Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew is a a chewable tablet. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they're prepared and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than any pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our black and gold hockey podcast listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code BLACK and gold, all capitalized, black and gold, at checkout and just pay five dollars for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code black and gold all capitals to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. And we're back after hearing, uh, that ad read from the great folks at Blue Chew. Truly appreciate having them aboard. Um, and, uh, hopefully we can continue to get more contracts from them and keep, you know, passing the, passing the word along because they're a great, great, great bunch of folks to work with. And, um, and we love him so. Um next topic on the agenda is uh Bruin's Craig Smith has been on fire lately. Getting his uh his early season struggles as a first-time Bruin away from him. Um uh, it was it was frustrating to watch, but it gave the benefit of the doubt. You're in a new system, a new team, new environment. You know, it's going to take time. Um but now what we're seeing, I'm seeing a very comfortable Craig Smith. We're seeing secondary scoring from Craig Craig Smith, which is constantly talked about in post game uh, pressers and uh, in articles and so on. So having these members in layers is so important to this Boston Bruins team as they you know try to accomplish a goal of winning a Stanley Cup again. Uh, whether they get there, who knows? But this is something that you can build on, and and with these new additions in the in the past um, week it's just going to get better. I mean, those second layers are going to get better. You're not going to rely on the first line all the time with Bergeron, Marshan and Pastrnak. You know, you have the cheese who who's on a three-game uh, point streak right now as at, w- with his new lineup and, and and Taylor Hall's making some points too. I think he's got more points now than he does than he did in in 38 games with Buffalo. So, it's uh positive things to see. But um it's interesting when you look at uh, Smith's stats and, and, you know, it's not saying that he was playing terrible, but you know, there might've been that like comfort level. Like this is all new to me. We're all still learning together, trying to create some chemistry, but Smith went, uh, had four goals, five assists, nine points in his first 26 games of the 2021 regular season. And now has six goals, 10 assists, 16 points in his last 15 games. So he's definitely uh, awoken the uh, the point production more or less. He is a point per game player right now, which is huge. So now you just have so many options right now to. And I like I like Smith on the second line. I would leave him right there um, and not move him at all. Let's keep the you know if you keep the top two the same, uh, and 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 work with your bottom work with your third line of Charlie Coyle who uh, has uh, passed the 20 game mark um, without a goal. If that's tough to see, but uh, still an important member here. Still a puck possession master, but still you want that extra level uh, of, of offensive production and, and he can do it. We all know that he has the skill, the skill sets there. He, he just got to get some more shots on that. Um, maybe not be that pass first type of guy, but take a chance, you know, I mean, so many things can happen when you just put the puck on net, especially when you have net presence there for um, for a tip or a second opportunity off of a rebound. But it's really good to see Craig Smith uh, coming around. I mean, now the deal, you know, coming in as a free agent, signs a three year deal, I believe, which is very friendly, and, and and is producing. So, and it's good to see him um, playing at a at a, an intense level. I'm not saying that he that he was wasn't earlier in the season, but you could see the comfort level is definitely coming through with this player and uh, you know, sneakingly good free agent signing. Um, you know, we, we do need that. We have been looking for that right wing over and over and over again. And I think with this one, we have found it. So good on him. Uh, next topic. Uh, what can we expect from David Krejci moving forward? Uh, we, I, I did touch on him a little bit uh, and uh, with new line mate, Taylor Hall, as uh, as he has he has a point in every game last week since Hall's arrival, uh, he had a goal versus Buffalo, and um, and an and an apple in each game versus the Islanders. So he goes uh into Washington on Sunday with a three-game point streak, and just to me seems uh rejuvenated. You know, I mean, is is this the preseason that we're seeing of, of playoff Krejci? We've seen playoff crazy, um in the past, and it's been good. It's a it's a point producer uh, in the postseason, and you need that. I, I'm constantly going to say that we got to get the power play better, we got to get five on five scoring better, but you also you got to you got to get scoring in layers because um, if you can't win it with just your front line and you're not physical enough. And you're not putting the puck in the net. It's not good results, especially in the postseason. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, David just seems to, um, um, you know, I might be a little early on this, but we might have found the, the the winger that David Krejci needed since uh, the departure of Milan Lucic and Nathan Horton from back on the day, and how good those guys were with a uh, with um, uh, they, they were bigger forwards, more rugged forwards, and so on. But um, with this line. I mean, I mean, Craig Smith's a rugged guy, but he's got some awesome ins- offensive skills. Taylor Hall isn't so rugged, but he's got some offensive skills and so on. And I think that the way that Krejci slows down the game will complement uh, Taylor Hall's game as well because he's also not just, he, uh, he's known as a, a slower player, more of like the Krejci type of, of game. Um, but last week we saw it in his first goal. You know, really puck, uh, um, you know, g- gathered some speed together, uh, protected the puck really good, and got into the net to get a shot off So for his first goal, which was awesome. So um, good on him, good on that line, and, and you know, it's nice to have your top six just real clicking together. And it's, like I said, it's a really good time with 13 or 14 games remaining. Why don't we hear from the uh, awesome Bruce Sullivan from Boston – sports and music memorabilia. He's a gentleman where I buy all the jerseys, hand-signed jerseys uh, for our Patreon giveaway. If you want to get involved in the Patreon giveaway, please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and donate $1 per episode. But um, let's hear from him. He's got some fantastic stuff. uh, Some news about a signing that's coming up in May, which is a real important one. I can't wait for this one because I'm going to buy a jersey um, and we have jerseys out till uh, January 2022, so we're giving away one every month, and we give away a Bruins item every week here. So I buy stuff from Fanatics, I buy um, signed pictures um, all the time. So it's it, we give away uh, we're giving away a Gary Doke puck today. So uh, stay tuned to the end of the show for that. But in the meantime, let's hear from uh, Mr. Bruce Sullivan, and uh, we'll be right back.
0: Hello Bruins fans, this is Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia with our black and gold memorabilia moment of the week. Announcing the Jerry Cheevers in Terry O'Reilly sale. Get a JSA authenticated black style or white style Cheevers or O'Reilly jersey for just $79 and free shipping on all Bruins jerseys continues. Score a Johnny Busick jersey for just $89, Rick Middleton for $89, Phil Esposito from $99, or Brad Park for $169, or grab the Bobby Orr GNR Authenticated Gold Style jersey for just $329. Speaking of Orr, get a Bobby Orr Autographed GNR Authenticated Puck for $149, or score with Orr's Ultimate Orr, 28 by 30 inch Ultimate Autographed Numbered Edition shadow box with custom matting and framing for just three hundred and seventy nine dollars how about the 22 by 26 inch the Gold special edition for 279 or your choice of bobby or 8x10 photos for just 129 dollars for more information on our dozens of bruins hand signed pieces and your chance to win free memorabilia each week check us out at our facebook page boston sports and music memorabilia or email us directly at boston sports and music at gmail.com and be sure to tune in each week right here to the black and gold hockey podcast let's go
1: All right, we are back. We just heard from the awesome Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Fantastic stuff! Oh my God, the Bobby Orr stuff that he has, uh, the Phil Esposito stuff, and uh, and the and the, the signing that's happening next month is just awesome news. So I'm looking forward to all that. And thanks again to Bruce for doing the commercials here at the black and go hockey podcast and, uh, everything he does for, um, you know, giving me a a good deal on buying jerseys for our giveaways. Uh, so thanks again to Bruce Sullivan, please contact him through the email that he provided and, uh, check out the, uh, the Facebook page. And he's always, always posting something. If you like and share it, you get entered into win uh, a free, uh, drawing every week. So it's a great little thing that he does and, and I'm really happy to be working with him. And I hope we can continue this in the future because he's very professional in his, uh, in his mid uh, show commercial. So, all right. uh, Here's a topic real quick before we get into my, um, my Bruins minor pro update, talk about the Providence Bruins a little bit before we end the show. Um, This is a really interesting conversation. Um, Is Bruins forward, Brad Marchand, a Hart Trophy candidate, he has 21 goals, 29 assists, 50 points in 40 games played, Um, and he's got an NHL career of 311 goals, 385 assists, 696 points in 791 games played. He has a fun stat about Mr. Brad Marchand. Um, he has not produced a point in 90 five career NHL games in almost 800 total games. That's pretty amazing. I mean, he's got 696 points in 791 games. So that is just a, uh, and I would absolutely consider him. I would like to see him nominated. I'm not sure if you'll get it because it's probably going to go to some other face of the league, but let's, let's talk about Brad Moshanna and his career. And it just seems to me he's getting better as as he ages. He's like the fine wine, you know, um, and it's good to see. He's still a fast player, a stop on a dime, good on the power play. You, you mean, you kind of – the takeaways and the giveaways and so on, you know, the sauce in the backhand, and those are frustrating times, but all players, you know, they have some misfortunes. But he makes up for it in the way he plays. His gritty style, his get-under-your-skin-freaking-tactics, but also on the score sheet, he's doing it and, and he's just creating more and more space, uh, getting closer to, um, you know, higher point producers that, that have been in the Boston Bruins organization in the past. So um, good on Brad Marchand. And absolutely, I would like to see him nominated. And if he won, that'd be great. It's just be good for him and his confidence and so on. He has turned a leaf. He's been a better player. Not so controversial with the the hits, you know, the suspensions and this and that. And, you know, he's a better player on the team and not watching from a, a ninth floor somewhere. So while well, he's suspended. So um, I'm a huge fan of Marshmont. And um, I'm going to call him that until the day I die because my friend Liz loves it. Uh, and the way... It, I'm not sure if you guys know the story, but when he came up through the league, uh, somebody called in 98.5 and just said, <laughs> they were picking on him. They're like, who is this little Marshmont kid? And they didn't they didn't understand that it wasn't Marshmont, it was and So I kind of took the ball and rolled with that for a couple of years. So my friend Liz, who uh, is also a blackgoldhockey.com writer, um, enjoys it. So shout out, Liz. And thanks for all your hard work too, by the way. Um, let's go to, um, my minor pro update. Um, the Providence Bruins continue to be a wagon. Uh, they are leading the, the Atlantic division. Um, it's a three team division. There's like really no contest. You still got to do what you got to do. It's a, it's a way to develop. But the Providence Bruins are just, in 19 games played, they have 14 wins, four losses, one overtime loss. They have 29 points. Um, they are on, currently on a one-game winning streak. They're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. And they are eight points ahead of second place Hartford Wolfpack, who has t- uh, 10 wins, seven losses, and one overtime loss. And uh, 20 points ahead of third place Bridgeport-Sante Tigers who have four wins, 13 uh, losses, and one overtime loss. So, um, this division just uh, they're just running away with it and playing very well. So, um, let's talk about the last week's action. Yeah, so there's one game this week, and the Providence Bruins beat the Utica Comets 6-1, to a very rare uh, out-of-division game between these two clubs. And, and, and just to say that about Providence, they just, you know, bridge for it. Hartford, Hartford, Bridgeport—I mean, that's all you've seen this year. So many people at BNG that, that uh, cover the um, the Providence Bruins, the American Hockey League, just are so tired of saying Bridgeport and and Hartford. But it was nice to see uh, Utica, and it was really nice to see them getting in game action because um, that Vancouver Canucks team in in NHL has just taken a real uh, beating on the chin with the COVID stuff and the different variant. I'm not really good at. You know what it's called—the Brazilian variant, whatever. Um, But it's it's seemingly the COVID issues have gone down to the Utica Comets, and they've only played in maybe a dozen games this year while well, everybody else is pretty much done with this season. Uh, it's been real unfortunate, but the fortunate thing is is they got back in they're doing it. They're making the best out of it. So they did get into a game against the Providence Bruins. This was on Friday, April 16th, 2021 at the new England sports center. And um, the Utica Comets came to play in the first period. I thought it was going to be a uh, blowout uh, to both teams were playing were really good they were you know back and forth action trying to feel each other out um, to see who made that, mis- that first mistake and uh and I believe the Providence Bruins were the ones that made the mistake because uh a majority of the first period was just owned by Utica um, and, um, and Brady Lyle the new defenseman out of Owen sound uh, attack in the Ontario Hockey League a free agent signing a sneaky uh, scouting job by by the team. And, and getting this guy um, um, and Mark Diver actually mentioned that there's uh, some, some talks that some teams are really interested in uh, in talking to him uh, during the off season. If uh, the Bruins walk away uh, from, uh, you know, not retaining him or not signing him to a a two way deal. He's on an AHL deal, an AHL only deal right now. So if he signs with the Bruins, it'll be a two way deal. He might stick around. He knows the system. Jay Leach uh, is a is a is a proponent of um, you know filtering the system down and and showing the younger players down in Providence what they pretty much do in Boston. So. Uh, if he wants to stick around, that's great because he he'd be a solid addition. He's a real hard worker, and uh, with him and um, Jack Jackashan, I, I still think that they can like compete for like the best defensive pairing in the league, in my opinion. Uh, heavily biased because I cover the Providence Bruins, but uh, on the regular, but whatever. But uh, Brady Lyle uh, gets the Bruins on the board after being down two to one at the nineteen twenty-five mark, thirty seconds to go, and the period's over. But um, he gets his sixth from Ashan and Lauko on the power play, and then the second period. I mean, just from that Lyle goal straight forth, it was all Providence Bruins. You know, they 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 went into the into the locker room after the first period um, and really worked things out together. Probably got some uh, some veteran leadership from Tommy Cross and a bunch of other guys in the locker room, and obviously um, Jay Leach. I had some inspirational. Uh, thoughts about what he saw and what needs to change along with Trent Woodfield and Ryan Mulgren. I'm sure that they added input too. So, but they came out in the second period and just, and just really owned the rest of the game. Uh, Robert Lantoshi scores two goals uh, in the second uh, at the one, his seventh at the 2:25 mark assisted by Eunice Kapanen. And then at the 9:32 mark of the second, he scores his eighth from Lauco and Brady Lyle. Um, Zach Sinichian uh, starts off the third period in fashion, 27 seconds in. He gets his sixth from Stadnika and Vakaninen And uh, Paul Carey, Captain Paul Carey, gets his second at the 1039 mark of the third, um, assisted by Cameron Hughes. And uh, <clears throat> to end the scoring, sorry for the cough, to end the scoring in the third period at the 1443 mark, uh, Edwards trail marks uh, scores his second of the season as a, uh, as a new Bruin that joined, uh, the, the club a couple of weeks ago at former university of Maine, uh, forward and, uh, best friend with Jeremy swimming. So, um, he gets his second and that was it. The Providence Bruins beat up on the Utica Comet, six to two, uh, Kyle Kaiser gets his, uh, third win. Um, of the seasons he stopped 25 or 27 shots and has looked really good in his rise to the American hockey league, uh, covering while, um, Bladar, Swayman have, uh, made trips to Boston to, you know, to be the backup and so on. So it's a whole upshift and, 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 you know, um, Kaiser, it, it, it's been tough for him last season. I talk about this all the time, the concussion issues uh, in the OHL, the concussion issues uh, in the American Hockey League and the East Coast Hockey League last year that really uh, stepped back his development a little bit. Um, goes down to Jacksonville, the East Coast Hockey League this year. I, I think he had a 7-7 seven and seven record. Uh, his goals against average was approaching 4. His save percentage was 9-15, um, something around there. And then comes up, and but the the Jacksonville Icemen are just not structurally a good team, so it's really hard that you know a lot of mistakes in front of him are getting you know taken. He's getting taken advantage of because that's that's really bad terminology. I'm sorry, but um, he's been playing decent. You know, he's that's what you want from a developing goaltender. You want to see shots, you want to see different opportunities, and you work on stuff like that. And and his rise to the AHL. To fill in has been great. I mean, once he sees a better structured defense in front of him, man, this kid is really good. I mean, he's locked in on on uh, square to the puck, tracks the puck well, um, good positioning, good athleticism. You know, and I think that he's still involved um, in you know discussions uh, next year to be a, a full timer in the American Hockey League, which is not a bad thing. So. But that's um, pretty much it for the Providence Bruins. Like I said, they have six games left. Uh, not sure what's going to happen with the Calder Cup playoffs. I've been um, listening to Around the A uh, Hockey podcast with David Foot and Patrick Williams. Those guys do a fantastic job when it comes to you know your your American Hockey League news and all these uh, you know management meetings and GM meetings and blah blah blah. You know they they give a great update. But they every week they come on is still. We haven't gotten any closer to, to um, any word on what's going to happen. So it, it with six games left, especially in the, in the Atlantic. Um, and, and even Patrick Williams said on this week's program of around the A that uh, one uh, division in the American hockey league is probably just going to not, even if they were going to do a playoff, they were going to opt out. Uh, I just, I don't know about the logistics and, and everything to that conversation, but It just seems that a three-team division just doesn't work out. And I know my friend Tim Richardson has mentioned that you can go by win percentage and so on, but it's it's still just a very awkward thing when you look at a team that's played 26 games and a division that's played 40. So it's going to be tough. But regardless, if they don't handle uh, a call to the cup, that's two years in a row now. um, And the American Hockey League is is on track to start in early October uh, or early to mid-October much like the NHL. So once we get back to normalcy, get some asses in the seats and these uh, club owners can start making some money. Um, it's going to be good. Some news out of the AHL recently was the uh, they want to work with, um, with a gambling firm. So there's going to be betting on the American Hockey League next next season, which is good for um for revenue stream. You know, the, uh, maybe some of this uh, internal uh, or the revenue that the American Hockey League is going to get out of gambling can can help some of these franchises that are struggling to stay stay afoot. You know, um, it's not easy. Uh, Twelve uh, American Hockey League franchises are independently owned, so asses in the seats uh, are a majority of, of what they do for business. So, and that's been, that's been crippled the past 18 months. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, if you want to get more um, American hockey league news, please follow at Patrick Williams and at David foot or Footy on the airwaves, something like that. Uh, They do a great job. Um, All right. Let's finish up this uh, hockey podcast, this quick hockey podcast, this solo hockey podcast that I did um, with uh, our Patreon winner. Now you can go and you can win a hand-signed jersey from a current player in April this month. Uh, actually last week we gave away a hand-signed jersey. It was a Charlie McAvoy jersey. And that one went to the Bruins Luchador. I sent that out last week. I haven't heard it if he's got it, but um, there, there was two other winners of our weekly prizes. And there was a hand-signed pucks, one from Rick Middleton and the other was uh, Johnny Vucek. So, um, uh, uh, Lauren Campbell and, uh, Catherine DeFrank, uh, both got those, uh, weekly winners in the Jersey for the month, went to the Bruins Luchador. You can see him, um, whoring it up on the, uh, TD Garden Jumbotron all the time. He's a good dude. And, um, uh, and, um, yeah, he's, he's just one of those awesome fans that hype up everybody. But if you want to get involved, it's just for, it's just a dollar per episode. So we do four episodes a month, so it's it's like four dollars. Sometimes we'll do extra. We might even go to six dollars a month. It's a real small investment for a real nice jersey and hand signed, and um and it's all legit from uh, Bruce um, Sullivan and the Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia Company. So uh, get involved in that. But this week's winner of the Gary Doak hand signed Boston Bruins pot goes to my friend. Cody Stevens. So, Cody, congratulations on that! Thank you for everything that you do. You, um, this guy spent uh, a, a ridiculous amount of money on our fanatics banner, buying Bruins-related stuff. I mean, I think it was like close to five hundred dollars, if I'm not mistaken. So, shout out to Cody for that, and also the uh, weekly contributions of the dollar that you uh, that he con- 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 contributes to um to the uh, patreon account that we have so check it out patreon.com black andville hockey podcast and we thank everybody we have 50 patreon members now and it's unbelievable so you guys are uh, amazing you, you're helping keep the lights on in this place you're helping to buy new equipment um, you're also helping to produce more things to give away so half of what is donated goes into more stuff to give away. So I'll be getting in contact with Bruce Sullivan of um, Boston sports and music memorabilia soon about some new jerseys that he explained in our, in our previous uh, commercial. So uh, things are happening uh, quickly. So also we're looking for writers. We're looking for podcasters. Uh, If you want to get involved in our black and gold productions, um, uh, sports media company, please send me an email at black and gold productions, LLC at gmail.com. And uh, we'll talk and, and let me know what type of digital media you want to do. And if it, if it'll be a fit here, we'd certainly um, we don't shy away from people reaching out and, and, and seeing if they have uh, some, some skills that we could use. So, you know, can't hurt to ask. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for the quick pod. Sorry. It's not normally we do a two hour program, but, uh, just things didn't work out uh, this week with plans. So I had to do it solo <laughs> and, um, I'm not very good at solo shows, but anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for the downloads, the, the retweets, the shares, um, you guys are all amazing, uh, family, friends, supporters, uh, again, just please, uh, stay safe. We're getting there, we're getting closer to normalcy, um, the shots are being readily given away. The percentages are going up and, uh, we're getting there. So, um, I'm Mark Allred, and I'm host of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, and I just really want to say thank you to everybody for the support. And uh, we will talk to you next week, hopefully with a a guest or somebody else to talk to. But anyway, take care, be safe, and uh, peace out. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Black and Gold Hockey Podcast.